0: let's start the word my duty this afternoon is I'm just going to echo the words that PT spoke to us yesterday I keep saying disclaimers because I need you to believe me when I'm saying these things that these words are not random words they are conversations God hopes to have a conversation with you and I because he wants to ultimately have conversation with mountains You know, one day God raised a man called Moses. He's not where we're going today. We're still going to stick with the Abraham story. But one day God raised Moses. Moses was favored among children. And the Bible says that at three months or so, or however old he was, he was taken in by Pharaoh's daughter. At that point, we would have thought that that was just a lucky situation because in the time of Moses... Every male child that was given birth to was killed. So it's easy to think that Moses was just lucky. I think that most babies, I do hope, but I believe so, most babies are actually cute when they're born, right? Yeah? Most babies, most babies. They're actually very cute when they're born. So I don't know what it would have been that would have made Moses separated amongst people. I assume that Pharaoh's daughter did know the decree of her father, Pharaoh, that any child born should be killed. I think when we look at the story as well, she was very much aware that this was a child also of Hebrew birth. Please follow me. So what I find interesting was that the means for that life to be preserved was very, very interesting. Again, I don't think this child amongst many, many children were killed. I want to emphasize on that point quickly. Many kids were killed before they had the chance to even speak for themselves. They did not have the chance to say why or petition why they should not have been killed. They were babies who relied on, on carers, on parents in order to live. But because of Pharaoh's fear or whatever the situation was, I think they were growing or whatever it was, they were killed, right? Or am I mixing up the story? Is that the story, right? Because the way people are looking at me. It's very interesting that later Moses will come as a grown man and then the sons of Egypt will be killed in response. But I want you to think carefully with me this afternoon. Again, I'm not coming to give you revelation, but to echo the things that Pastor Toby shared with us yesterday. Now, in the raising of Moses, Moses was raised for his people. God called him. I told you something about a characteristic of leaders, that leaders will stick up for their people, right? Moses stuck up for his people, demanding that God wanted these people. Please, the back story is that one day that Abraham was looking for the promise that God had for him. And one day God said to him, go and give me this offering. In that offering, the Bible says that Abraham fell into a deep sleep and God and then a great darkness came over him. A great horror came over him. And God said, surely your people will be in bondage to a people, but I will punish the nation that mistreats them. So, you see, what I'm saying to you is going to sound very here and there, but I want you to keep mind of it. The reason why I'm saying that is because, again, a generation that was born deliberately, a generation that was preserved deliberately, is because God has a hope for which they were called. There's a reason, so I use that as my first disclaimer to say that, guys, there's a reason why we are here. It's not just so that we can shout and scream, there's a reason I think something that was very important and I'm just going to say some things that I need to have in your mind before I go into Genesis 22. But what I find very interesting is that also you have to look at the fact that, and how can I say this part? God was very aware of the calamity that happened in our day. Very aware. Preserved you and I for a cause, for a reason. Now we are found now. We find ourselves in the nation family, and God is preparing us for work. I say all of these things to kind of give you a mindset that there's someone that thinks more than you. There's a plan over the life of Barbara. Now, why did I have to go through all of this? Again, Moses, babies, technically, I know they don't look alike, but they all act the same. They all look alike if you know what I mean they're they're chubby at birth or we hope that most of them are um they're chubby at birth they 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 again rely on many things but Moses was set apart no my emphasis with this whole point is that Barbara has a mind for herself but before you can have a mind for yourself a mind was already working on your behalf So when we found ourselves here, when Goldie would come from Switzerland to England, there was a mind that was working on his behalf. He did not have the mind to respond. He could not have known. Moses at the age of three months or so could not have known that children were being killed. He did not have a mind that was aware of what was happening in his time. But he was introduced to a time. He was introduced to a time where there was a Pharaoh threatened by the people. Yeah, so we were introduced to poverty and did not know the extent of poverty. However, there was a mind working on our behalf that preserved us. There was a mind working on our behalf. So what I want to show us today or what I want us to emphasize on is the points that PT made about God's promises. I want to emphasize about what I feel life is. And you know when I'm going to say things like when I feel what life is, you do know I'm not going to give you any opinion. Everything I'm going to say is going to be found in scripture. And what I do hope coming from this is that the prayers we prayed this, this um, beginning of this session will then begin to make sense. The need for us to pray for wisdom for revelation, the need for us to have our hearts enlightened or flooded with light so that we may know the hope to which we are called, that we may know the power that raises men and appoints men, places men, that we may also know the depths of love, why God is actually saying love. Because again, it can just look like an emotional thing, but there's something, there's a mind that's working on behalf of us that we do not yet know. But there will be a time of maturity, please hear me, there will be a time of maturity at the... You know, let me say this to you. Just because you have the title pastor doesn't mean you've started your calling. Isaiah was operating as a prophet until Isaiah 6 when he received his calling. But guess what about the calling, the moment of your calling is the moment you know. When the Peter start functioning in his calling? The moment he said that you are the Christ. The moment that he knew Christ, Christ will be able to make known to him who he really is. So, Peter will know, or Simon will know, that he's actually a rock. You found yourselves by the water. You were trying to make ends meet. But you are actually a rock. You are actually a material for the building of my church. What my church will now be will now be in the course of your walking and this calling, you will now discover. So Moses could not have known, but later in life, he will have to sow a seed too. And there will be the elimination of the sons. I think even that is prophetic. But we'll look through it in scripture today. I think it's prophetic. So Pastor Toby started to speak to us about mountains yesterday. And I think long ago, P.T. has spoken to us also. he And I kept it's been ringing on my heart, I think, from the moments when he was speaking to us about the boy Samuel. When he said that you are prophets. I think what was also interesting was that P.T. used to say to us that, look, as an apostle, what his duty is, is for a Nikisha, for example. Nikisha is involved in, let's say, the social care world, right? Is that it? The social care world. Pastor Toby as an apostle may not necessarily know the ins and out of that world. But he knows the source of that word, world, which is the word. If that world is, or if you are going to prosper in that world, you're going to need the cornerstone that keeps everything together. You're going to need the foundation upon which all things are built upon. So she will come as a prophet of that world of that sector of life and what she will do is speak the word to pt or i have to use the word speak the word she will make known or she will begin to speak about the social care world what will happen with pastor toby he will go back now and god will begin to speak to him in the dimensions of an apostle to the setting up of that world according to god's church so why am i saying this to you what is the whole point of this Going ahead of myself, but I'll explain this as we begin to speak this afternoon. Do not settle for what your mind is giving you. It may seem proper, it may seem rewarding, but you're shortchanging yourself. Because before your mind can get active, there was a mind working. Before your mind can begin to perceive things, there was a mind that had already made up. A mind that is already made up concerning the life of Paris. So what we want to look at today is what the mountains, when we look at the mountains, why does God want the mountains? Like PT was saying to us yesterday, the mountain represents relevance. It represents a place of visibility. And the reason why I'm saying do not rely on your mind is no matter how much you are against the mindset of your parents, whoever you are today. Is still a sum up of their mind along with all the other minds you've come across with in this world pastor toby drew great emphasis yesterday on the life that is polluted the sons and daughters that are polluted that it cannot work you cannot bring pastor obi and the teachings of pastor toby it cannot work why am i starting like this so that you will know that the reason why we don't see results is not because there's a specific time because if you're a prophet you will set the time if you're mature you will set the time you would now begin to walk in a certain dimension in a certain function but the problem is is that before your calling can even start there's an issue because there are two people trying to achieve god's will there's still a pastor obi there's still a pastor obi and the idea of pastor toby the word that has been tested of pastor toby there's still a war and i don't think that you say to yourself you're trying to be at war but you know i've always said to people you see the problem is you know when you come under leadership and you still have your own will you're going do you remember when i spoke to you about um god's prison yeah Even though we are made free by Christ, we're actually taken into another prison. The difference here is that this prison, from this prison, we prosper. From this prison, we are appointed into high places. From this prison, we are taught certain things. We learn to to be able to self-examine or self-assess ourselves very well so that we can know the life of God that's meant to work through us. But the issue is right now is that as young people, and I want you to hear me with this. And listen, even for me, let me tell you, it's burdensome for me to keep repeating these things. But every time I sit here, I feel the spirit telling me to say this to you. The reason why it looks like we're fine is because we're young. Life still hasn't hit us with certain responsibilities that come with age when that responsibility comes the question is will you still be here physically you can be here but your heart may be now in a marriage your heart may now be in a business that has now increased but remember that the sons during the days of the sons of God daughters of men increased the mankind increased and all of a sudden the selfish gain of people became more evident the reason why we don't see the glory of God upon a people even though they call his name is because there's something hidden in them that will actually be revealed with increase so I emphasize these things why I because for me I'm looking at myself if I'm 27 now I need to make sure my heart is not plugged into marriage if I'm married now now is that saying marriage and all of those things are bad no they're not but you must also know, like I was speaking to you about focus, that there are things positioned in this life to deter your focus away from what, sh- what you should be focused on. We're going to go back to the life of Abraham. So you see, what I want you to understand is that upon the mountains, what God needs are prophets. Upon the mountain, what God needs are prophets. We see that throughout scripture. Abraham, the Bible says of Abraham that he was a prophet. We see him on Mount Moriah. We'll get there in a moment. You'll see Elijah, who was a prophet. you see him on a mountain. You'll even see later that Christ was even a form of a prophet. And we'll see him on a mountain in Galilee. What God is looking for on the mountains, when God says he wants to take the mountains, it's not physical structures, Is that some people, and I actually said this, I can't remember who I said this to the other day, but uh, no, I think it was Pastor Arthur and Pastor Stephen I was speaking to. And I said, look, you see the issue with mountains. Mountains are not just geographical locations or structures. Mountains can become a person, a person can become a mountain. Pharaoh was a mountain that God needed to address so the reason why we are here is because you see life is trying to tell you that you've got trading to do life is trying to tell you you've got business to do but God is trying to tell you that I had the mind before your mind started getting active and what is more important is that through you kiddo through you glory I want to pass a message to the mountains Pharaoh is on the mountain he's the one of high visibility he's the one that holds power all things serve him But what god wants to do is that because these men have broke their bonds of god now what god wants to do is raise a prophet so in this house what god is trying to do is to ensure make sure and he is not subject to time that's why he's called the ancient of days he is not subject to time so he would take his time to make sure that in me really gets this message because in me the only reason why you were saved even in the midst when others were being destroyed was because there's a message that you had to pass the reason why God passed, listen the reason why God preserved Moses was because Moses was going to pass a message to a mountain so guess what when I'm making comments like things cannot happen to me, it's not because I'm intelligent, it's not also because pride cannot even make me say that I get it now the reason why our lives were preserved was because there's a message you have to pass. I love the calling of Isaiah because Isaiah got to a place where he was, he was cleansed. I think they used, um, I can't remember, what stones or whatever. And they they cleansed him of his sin. But then God actually says, now whom shall I send? So every time God's calling someone, in his mind is whom shall I send to pass this message? And Isaiah took the opportunity, raised his hand, and said, "Here I am. Send me." So, what I want to put in your first, uh, put in your mind first as we start this today, is there's a message that God intends to pass through you. So, who does He need on the mountains? Prophets, people who are not trying. In fact, you know. It, in this life we quickly the more we look into the word the more we grow to understand that you know when we started ministry we was looking for like pt took us in hebrews 12 i think it was yesterday we look at scripture many times or the early days of our of our journey with christ we look for supernatural things how we'd love to have jesus walk into a room right now it'll make you feel powerful or you saw angels. Or you saw great visions. You feel so powerful. You feel so called. Problem is, there's many people that has proclaimed to have those encounters, but we don't hear their story on the mountains. Listen to me. There's some people you never hear of if you wasn't in the church world. With all the power they have, you would never have heard them if you was not in the church world. So, what God wants to exalt is the mountain of the Lord's temple so that it can be the highest of all mountains. He wants it to be visible. He wants it to be seen. And like Pastor Toby said to us yesterday that God will not come down and proclaim the mountains for himself. What he will do is look for a man that he can invest himself into. When he can find that man, he will take that man and that man will take that mountain. That's God taking the mountain. So I want you to think about what I've just said to you. Because when we start to look at Genesis chapter 22 again, there's certain things I want you or I want us to really consider. And the goal of this is that after this, this can be your point of meditation during the fast. Because God is doing something. Again, my main point, my main first point is that there was a mind that was already active on your behalf before your mind came to play. And again, many people start to live off their mind. And I'm just thinking, your mind didn't give you life, so it cannot sustain life. It's not possible. Let's start with Isaiah 8, actually. So when we started in Scripture, or when we started this Christian walk, we we wanted to see the loudness of God. What are the loudness of God? The miracles, the signs, the wonders... But he, uh, Isaiah 8, if you read the chapter the heading, it, uh, it says something along the line as Isaiah, his children and his children for signs and wonders. But go to verse 17. Let me just get the scripture out
1: of the way first. I will, I, will, I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. Guess
0: what God is doing? There's a man that will wait for the Lord waiting is not sitting in one place it's someone you see everything we read in psalm 119 that's waiting you saw over and over again the desire of david to know the word he was asking god to give him more word so that he can live by it so that he can be saved by it so that he can obey it that is waiting on the lord but the reason why a man waits is because god is hiding his face from a people When we see the calamity of our day what is happening is that people are actually the reason people would then grow and start to say that they don't believe in God is because it looks like God's not responding he's hiding his face but he's hiding his face for a man because God's not going to come from heaven open the heavens and begin to change situations what he's looking for is a man that can be in the womb until they're formed. He's waiting. Imagine a child, as soon as they start to form, trying to get themselves out. It doesn't work like that. There's a waiting period. And that waiting period is your formation. So when I say that I will wait for the Lord, it's not me just sitting here saying I will wait on you. It's the constant engagement with the word. It's my constant giving these things which are forming me for my birthing. I will wait for the Lord Yes, who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. He is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. These were still God's people but he's hiding his face from them. Imagine for 400 years God hid his face from the descendants of Jacob. They were in Egypt and with all the things that they were going through, they they probably have had the stories passed from generation to generation that there was a God that raised their ancestor called Abraham yet this God could not intercede on their behalf Egypt at this current time looked more powerful than God's people but guess what they would have fought for 400 years that God was hiding their face and he was but actually behind their backs God was waiting for a man God was actually waiting for a man because God would never deliver a people without a man God will never take a mountain without a man so I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my trust
1: in him. Yeah, Here am I and the children the Lord has given me. Yeah, We are signs and symbols in Israel.
0: I love this scripture, but I want you to pay attention to this. If you are called by God, if you're of the family of Israel, meaning you are the ones that are born again. You're the children, you are the generation of those born again. I'm not trying to be um, um, confusing this morning, but I just need you to hear this. It actually says here that if you are of Israel, remember that God was hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. But the people that were of Israel, the Bible says you are signs and wonders. Remember the formation of Israel, guys. Don't forget that, that Jacob was the one trying, but trying outside of God's blessing. Israel was the one that was out of the wrestling. A man who was willing to contend with God for the blessing. At that point, he was born again because he kept contending. I need you to hear this now. He kept contending that he was born again. And the sign of a child being born is the naming. So he was now named Israel. So he says, here I am and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel. Read another translation for me. Maybe King James or new king james it says basically the same thing but i want you to pay attention go on verse 18 yeah this one gone on.
1: here am i and the children whom the lord has given me
0: here am i and the children whom the lord has given me i was thinking about this scripture yesterday and i was thinking of pastor toby and his children i believe we are all his children right Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. What? What does he say next? We are for signs and wonders in Israel. We are for signs and wonders in Israel. From who? The Lord of hosts. Who dwells where? In Mount Zion. Pay attention to this now. So I don't expect miracles and signs to be happening to me. I am the miracle and sign. Do you remember last year when I spoke to you about Jeremiah? I have have thoughts for you to give you, you remember I said that the carnal man will see it as God giving them something but the person of the spirit when you hear what the spirit is saying is that I have plans for you priests to give you to a people, the reason why you are here is because God wants to hand you to a people because unless it's a righteous person, who is the righteous, the one standing before God, unless it's a righteous person governing in a certain field, the people will mourn. If it's the righteous that rules, the people will rejoice. So the Bible says, and this is what I want you to understand: Stop waiting for, for the sporadic move of God over your life, because you are not the people that miracles happens to. You are the miracles, you are the signs, you are the wonders, you are the symbols. So guess what? I now see it now that if we understand this message, if we understand this call, what will then begin to happen? We become the signs. So Pastor Toby comes into this nation. I'm still going somewhere. Pastor Toby goes into the nation, comes into this country with what? 50 pounds. We heard the story. 50 pounds, trousers, shirt. And if we compare that man to who he is today, you realize that it's not that miracles happen to him. He is the miracle. He is the sign. But I love that the scripture said that we are for signs. I started off with telling you that God wants to pass a message to those dwelling on the mountains. God wants to pass a message to those dwelling on the mountains. But you see what will accompany the message are signs. So you see what I realized and I was sitting over the last few days and especially last night. And I thought something to myself. You see this work. Why I've taken you to scriptures is because, look, it really does take extraordinary people to do the extraordinary things of God. I know in the depths of our hearts, we believe that there's just this day that things will just happen. But unfortunately for you and I is that we were not the people to whom miracles happen to. We are meant to be the miracles. But the only way you can be the sign and wonder is if you're accompanying or you're accompanied by the message. So if I go to a certain field, what I'm a representative of is a message. So people look at the nation family and they don't understand the message. This is the reason why signs, this is the reason why things don't happen. Not for you. It, it, you become the sign. So you know when we say, oh, things just seem to happen for you or have happened to you it's not that you are asking God for a miracle. Everything that happens to you is to approve the message that you stand for. Everything that happens. So I want you to keep that in mind that you are not made to have miracles happening to you. So what I'm trying to say to you is that there's an age we're entering into that we must now become responsible. We must now become, we must now grow up Because the miracles that the world is looking for is still a Sicily. And if Sicily is sitting down waiting for a miracle, then there's no miracle. But you see the thing is that you were actually made as a sign and a wonder to a message. So how do we know that we will prosper? How do we know that we will have billions and all of these things? Is it because we see someone with it in their account now? No. We look at the results that has accompanied the message. The man came with 50 pounds does not have what qualifies him to be here but now has become one of the loudest things spoken of in this country a mountain erecting amongst mountains until it becomes the highest mountain let's start with genesis chapter 22 now read from verse 1 so what did we receive yesterday god started to tell us that it's possible for God to give promises Genesis chapter 22 was not the beginning of conversations with Abraham between God and Abraham I haven't got much to say to you but I want you to hear these things because I know that there's certain things that if we don't put emphasis on you'll forget then there'll be another bunch of years of trying what Pastor Toby said yesterday that I have not been able to get out of my head is the fact that God was the one who promised but had no intentions of bringing about that promise unless that man or woman enters his grounds of testing. So you see, when you hear prophecies about your life, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that's made and I'm telling you from experience, there's a whole bunch of people that's made their life around the promise but God actually says, no, there's actually a place you need to get to that without, without you getting there and passing there's no way that these promises so Abraham as old as he is would have still aged without the promise of him being the blessing to a nation unless he passed the test well I said to you in the beginning that this is an ongoing conversation, because already quickly we have forgotten what PT spoke to us in December when heavens begins to consider a man we forgot We've forgotten it because there's been many things and there's been very few things you've chosen to meditate on. You know, the situations that you approach with daily is now become the point of meditation. But there was a conversation that started at the latter part of last year where God was saying, I'm still considering heaven is still considering a man. And once I'm considering a man, what happens to them is that all kinds of suffering. In fact, let me not go ahead of myself. Sometime later, God tested Abraham.
2: He said to him, yeah. Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you.
0: Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. How did this conversation start? Again, this is Genesis chapter 22. You know the backstory, so I won't bore you with that. But the journey starts by saying sometime later. It says, sometime later, God tested. You know, I sat down and thought about that. And you know, because of Christianity, we've seen this story as probably one of the big, and it is the most pivotal moment of Abraham's life. But guess what? It was only a test. I want to repeat that to you because sometimes we don't pay attention. Imagine the moment that we say was the most pivotal was only a test. It was not even Abraham's life. For example, people are in exam periods, people or whatever, and imagine the pain or the frustration or the anxiety people can have because they know that there's a test they need to pass. But as, as daunting, as that, upcoming exam or test is I want to actually emphasize to you that that's still not life that's only your test when we was in secondary school GCSCs looked like everything you could not see life beyond it Because you can't see life beyond the test, you must see it through it. You must go through that test. What am I trying to say as a passing comment? The people that are always trying to find themselves out of problems are actually shortchanging themselves of life because you can't see life beyond the test. When I was doing my GCSEs, it's all I could see. Then we came to AS and A level. And I was thinking if I had the chance to go back to GCSE, I'll smack it over. Then you start to look at a different dimension, a different conversation, a different language of maths. Maths was, listen, maths in A-level is not the same as GCSE at all. It becomes more English. <laughs> it's not the same. Have you tried physics? I'm telling you what I did. Have you tried computing? That's <laughs> why I had to smoke every day in class. Like, It I, I just got too much. And, you see that comment I've just made it's funny but I'm going to use it to describe our lives I'm going to use it in a moment the relief you look for in the time that you should have endured the suffering that would take you through the test so God actually started this conversation saying to Abraham oh, some time later God tested this was very familiar to the time of when God decided to test Job Job could not see past his current suffering he couldn't see what was going to happen Abraham at this time on this journey could not see the ram that will be provided all he can see is Isaac and like Finkel's pastor that's taught it three days of a journey gave him enough time to consider a change time is given to you in your time of testing so that God can see what you're actually looking for people actually cower away from um, from visibility and remain invisible because they are not willing to pay the price to get to the mountaintop, they don't have it christians especially don't have the price they don't they, they don't have the ability to pay the price christians especially are you listening to me the, i've always said that that the reason why africa fails and the reason why africa should you know africa has the world's resources naturally in their land and we look at them as those in poverty amazing you look at that country and you say it's of poverty why these people, they, they, how can I say this now? You know, the issue of Africa is bad. Like, I think it take, it's going to take fire to consume the whole place because it's so, irre- even me as a believer, I'm even saying, uh, I don't know if this one can be saved. You know, one of the biggest problems, and I've said this to some of your brothers around, one of the biggest problems of Africa is their belief system. Before the white man came with the faith, they were still believing in gods. They had idols. So you see, they had an attribute of believing in something else to work for them. You know, when you look at the present African church, God is the servant of the people. God, go and kill my enemies. God, go and do this. And God's looking at, no, you're meant to do it. And you will discover that as me. you're not listening to what i'm saying i'm starting off with this because there's a scripture i still need to show you but again my prayer is that all of us here will make it but every time i hear pt i look at the fear of you cannot guarantee everybody so i get why scripture timothy will be taught to take heed to yourself and the doctrine because it's in the attention to yourself Making sure, as Nikisha, you get it, will actually save people. So when I'm sharing these things, I'm actually sharing, you, sharing with you the conversations of my own heart. But Africa's issue, like I was saying, was is that they believe in God too much. And the God they believe in is not the God that's actually in Scripture. The God is their own idols, but they've put the name Yahweh. I don't think they know the name Yahweh anyway, uh, but they, they put their name... They just name him what they know him as, but it's their own God. You see, the Western world, they also have faith, but their faith makes them do. Their faith makes them build. Their faith makes them, uh, they create things. You look at technology today, Western world, who developed that? You remember the industrial revolution? It was the Western world that brought that forth. Guess what? Because they just believed that God can empower a man to do. So when you look at this world, you look at this world looking more bold. They have an, and this is wild for me to say, but I get why the Western world just sees themselves as greater because I think they consider themselves, whether they know it or not, but they consider themselves as gods. But guess what? The person that actually receives the word, the Bible says that you are actually gods. So we look at that church and they believe in God so much. They're waiting for God to do it all for them. But God's looking back at them and saying, so everything is going worse for Africa. And God's just sitting like that, just still looking. Just looking at them, waiting for the man that will do. All of this will make sense why I'm saying it. Because unless we hear these things, unless we emphasize on the point today that Mariah is the land of teaching, is where God wants to test a man. Unless we understand that, guys, listen, all of this, without the right application, you will still just be a nobody. Doesn't matter how much we fast, how much we pray. So, Africa, what they needed is for people to rise up with the word. Sincerely now. But Africa is not our topic today. Read verse 1 again
2: sometime later God tested Abraham
0: sometime later so God allowed time to transpire now or or go past and this is the time I want you to pay attention I'll just give you the things that I need you to know God was the one that gave Isaac to Abraham right but God when he gives you something he's going to wait sometime later to ask you for that thing back we understand that Mariah means the land of teaching and also um, a place of sacrifice, myrrh. But guess what? When God actually says sometime later, God sowed the seed expecting, uh, please, I want you to hear this now, expecting a man, a farmer that sows a seed is waiting for a day of harvest. He waits for some time coming back for a harvest guess what the problem is there are some things that god has given us that we think is our harvest so when he asks for it we begin to fight with him but here's the problem unless you meet that need or you pass that test life doesn't start for you So I can look at a mother today who failed the test and you would see it. It's not even insulting. You can see it in everything she does. She failed to give what God gave her. Failed. You see a young person who has now become the money man. And they failed to give back what God gave them. Please, I want you to remember what I first said to you. There was a mind that worked on your behalf before your mind could work. Who you are today is as a result of something that God gave you, but you didn't know. So sometime later, God begins to test the man. So what determines the testing of a man? Growth. Did you just hear what I said? What determines the testing of a man is growth. I repeat it, Sicily. What actually determines the time of testing of a man is growth. For you to understand that, think of school especially in this world age is what's going to determine your test if you're in year six you're going to have um is it um sats if you're in year 11 you're going to have GCSEs. a person that is uh, at year six how old would you be in year six 11 or 10 you will not be told to go and do your degree So what determines the type of test in your life is your growth. So I find it interesting that God gave the seed of Isaac and waited for Isaac to mature in the hands of Abraham before asking for it back. God was not going to ask for Isaac as men or as kids were asked in the days of Pharaoh. He asked for him when he was mature. He gave you a life and watched it because you're a ground for him to grow what he needs to grow but you see the problem is most of us so look at this I look at people and you know I've got to a habit now just to give you a heads up if you want to hear anything from me you're going to hear it mainly through the word if you don't it's your own issue I'm just being honest with you and let me just say this to you that's not even being rude I've actually realized through following PT that unless it's that you will miss your own life because you'll be a man moving according to the flesh rather than the spirit god christ did not hold the hand of peter and tell him hey behind the back of the other disciples do you know i'm the christ he didn't do that he had to watch him attentively enough for the spirit of the father to tell him before the spirit of god was given to him had to wait until was told so i look at people who look people come and tell me crap and i'm just looking at them so what do you want me to say to you 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 want me to console you that's what you have that's what you have that's what you've um um lowered god to you think that god just consoles your own issues he's got a mind he's got something he's working on so actually moving on so what i was actually trying to say with that is you see a person Tell them to give 1K, for example. They will. I want to show you something about sacrifice. That's why I'm taking my time with this. Tell them to give 1K. They will. For example, a person now who, and let me use it in our, um, what we will understand because this is what we're going through. You can be in university, get student loan. And because of student loan and how much you believe in the work, you can choose to give your student loan. Yeah. But guess what? The reason why you was able to give it so freely is because it wasn't the life that God gave you. It was only payment to get you to the place where he would demand for your life. The problem is when people get there, because growth is the determining factor for that test. Growth. You don't need to grow to give 1K. Before we knew the word about giving, we were given that, no? So it's not growth to give 1K or so. But you see, I look at a person today and begin to speak words that pokes at their life, what they consider life to them. So if someone has made the fact that I'm a money man, their life begin to speak words poking at that you'll see their resistance to give it i've seen people who can't let an argument go if they're determined you know they've got an image they don't realize they've got an image that they have to keep that image not looking like they're inferior so do you know what they don't realize this is god using word (laughs) to poke at what is actually life look at what god said go and give me your only son isaac was not his only son but in abraham's mind that's the only son because that's who he has put his whole life into when the bible says love you have you must connect life with it because god gave his all he gave his life to the world wherever you see that god so loved the world that he gave his only son he gave his life So I look at people and I look at myself and this is what God is trying to say to us. Unless you pass this specific test, you're not going anywhere with life. I start to ask myself, so what is the heavens? What is this earth? Because you have just taught us just the other day that all of this is going to pass away. So why am I doing everything? Why am I giving up myself? For something that's going to pass away. Only, me, only for me to realize that you see what we see right now is the test. I started off with saying that you can't see past your test until you pass it. You're not listening to me. So John has passed the test of this life so he can see the new heavens and the new earth. And guess what? Whoever hasn't passed the test of this life, no matter how much they read it, they can't see New heaven and earth, so they live according to a test, but it was not their life. You do understand that some test in your life can seem like your whole life, but God is saying, Can you pass this? Because if you pass this, then you will actually see that that was actually nothing compared to what I've prepared. God help us if all we're doing is for heaven and earth that's about to pass. Then I realized the only thing that passes away is your tests. If you pass it. You don't understand me yet. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Abraham had been waiting for Isaac, his life. God gave it to him. And Abraham at that point would have thought, this is the harvest of all that I've done. But this was actually God's seed. God's seed is not your harvest. Our harvest is in the new heaven and earth. Let me just put it as simple as that. Now, it will take for us to go through the test of life to even understand and comprehend fully what I've just said. That's not saying that I fully understood it. It's just that I believe it because there's certain things you can walk into by believing. The Bible says, blessed is the man who has not yet seen me yet believes so i want you to think about this carefully because what people are fighting god against is their life a person i'll use Basola's example i hope it's not you but pastor Basola can have this whole image about this life this business but i hope you do know that that's god's seed because you can't live your real life here you can't you're going to die it don't make sense but there's something prepared so what are you doing with God's seed that's what God wants us to that's why it could not have been the power of Abraham to give birth to Isaac because it was God's seed not Abraham's that's why the world can't do or Joseph and Mary can't do anyhow with a Jesus because it wasn't Joseph's seed it was God's do you understand these things? sometime later God tested so I want us to ask ourselves because what's going to determine the test of our life is growth now listen I had to say that I did not necessarily said your growth but the growth of what he's put in your hands so there was a certain level of test because I believe there's level of test just like we said there's SATs there's GCSEs there's A levels there's degree and all of these things but please listen to this When we look at life, if I say that there are tests, so let me use an example. There was a time that youth revival was nothing. It wasn't even called youth revival, as you know. And God gave it to us clearly. We would have thought that that was the fruit of our own works. It's now with maturity looking back that God sowed the seed. So what happened was that he sowed the seed and now, guess what? I've always asked myself, why was it at the point of its most mature state that you asked for it? Because what's going to move you to the next part of your life is the testing of your life. Youth revival at that point, you've heard a story. For me to be able to weep, you will know that I considered it my life. But God asked for it. If you can give up your life here, you remember scriptures that the person that attempts to save their life will lose it. There's a life that you don't, know, you don't even know of, but the life that's given to you, you think that's life. So you do everything to fight it. Again, use that. Again, if someone has lived their life off their intelligence, of their own intelligence, they've made it their life, they'll give any other thing. Listen to me. If a man's integrity is their life, even if they have a billion and they give a billion, they have not given their life. Do you understand that? That's why I have to take time with this word because you see, I've taken you through Psalm 119 so that you can see the extent of David's ability to meditate on what was. Because what you have to go back in this time of fasting is God, what is my life that you need me to surrender? Because without the passing of that, so a Beryl will be frustrated. I always use this example. Beryl will be so frustrated with music because her voice is alive. life but what God actually wants you to know is that it's at the point that that's mature then he says hand it over to me meaning it is at my discretion at my power at my direction not yours so what's the evidence in somebody who's struggling to give up their life they're frustrated let me give an example you're frustrated that things are not working according to how you think because it's still something you attribute as yours the moment I've given my life to God I can't be frustrated with life because it's not mine do you understand this so again some time later God tested Abraham so at some time God waited for time to pass he waited for us to go through the ups and downs of youth revival we, we, we started off small then it picked up 40 people then we grew then issues happened where we were and it went down. Then we came to the nation family and it picked up. Then we started doing tours and everyone started to hear. And at the height of it all, it says give it up. A test. At that point, would I have ever known what head of family is? At that point, would there ever be known to me a COD? At that point, a certain level of finances will never know. So I consider life or this life to be in a series of tests that prepare you for the real life. Now I'll read the scripture sometime later.
2: Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Yeah. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Mm. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac and go to the region of Moriah Yeah. sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you
0: there's a mountain so like PT said to us you can't determine where you saw it's something that God has to show you but like I said to you it's not your growth it's the growth of what he's put in your hands Isaac was the one that grew and God then tested him what was the test What God wants to give sons, their inheritance, I took you through this last week, but you see, these are the reasons why we repeat word and I get why word almost has to be almost every day because unless it's always spoken, you will quickly forget. Last week, I told you the glorious inheritance was the nations. So imagine if I took marriage as my harvest or my inheritance, I've missed out. I've shortchanged myself. Do you know that's what most of our parents or predecessors did? They shortchanged them. They didn't even know what God wanted to hand over. They couldn't understand scriptures like, to the one that overcomes, I will give rulership over 10 cities. What does that mean? They've never meditated on the word because they've never had a teacher to teach them. Or they refused the teacher of their time because the teacher will not always come in the form that you expect imagine that Christ the Christ that they were waiting for they were thinking of a military man that will free Israel from the Roman um, oppression but this guy came born in a manger considered like an animal so my inability to discern is what's going to give me certain outcomes in my life simply so The Bible says then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region, the land of teaching. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Carry on reading, please.
2: Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. Mm -hmm. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac.
0: At this point, I want you to know that the test already started. The test did not start on the mountain. It started the moment he responded. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey.
2: He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. Mm. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey. While Mm. I and the boy go over there, we will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. Mm. And he and he himself carried the fire and the knife. I love that. Go on. As the two of them, as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham. Father, Mm. yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God.
0: Stop there. So heaven was going to watch how Abraham was going to respond to this test. Heaven's just watching. Heaven gave him the papers and was watching. Waiting for him to perform or to carry out this test. You know, I want you to understand something, guys. What destroyed our parents was settlement before God settled. I'm emphasizing these points. And what is the key for this? Comfort. If you want to be unsuccessful in this life, keep looking for comfort. Did you hear me? Keep looking for comfort if you want to be unsuccessful. There's a rest that God has designed, but it's only after work. There's a rest that happens. There's a rest that God has preserved for mankind, but it's after his work. Not before it. Remember words like, um, and I'll speak as gentle as this. Remember words like what Christ said. Christ actually said that, look, there's no place. The birds have their nest and this has this. But the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Why? Because he was in the time of work. I think what he showed us was that he never rested in this life. Are you listening to me? I think listening to that and meditating on that, he told me that this life is your work the next life is your rest now don't be silly that's not me saying that you don't sleep or anything i'm saying that there's something there's an agenda that you're meant to be achieving here so i want you to know that you see things like the quest for comfort or settlement it's basic by word standard it's 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 limited. It's not what God... It's the very basic thing to what God wants to give. Now look at why I'm saying all of this. Abraham here in his test would have been very, very uncomfortable. I I don't care how much you read the scripture. He was a man. There was no way he was comfortable with doing this. But his ability to look past his comfort to carry out what god had told him to do please listen to what i'm saying i'm trying to be careful with certain things to carry out what god has told him to do was what was going to bring him into the actual now manifestation of all that god had promised him and more remember again i have to emphasize this point that god prior to this moment had been saying that i'm going to make you like pt was saying to us i'm going to make your descendants like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore right but God made up his mind and you would see it here God was not going to bless him with it God can promise and he will not he cannot give the promise to me and you unless we pass the test it will make God irresponsible it will make a father irresponsible Levi loves Lamborghinis if I had a Lamborghini and said because he loves it and because he sees it, I should give him to drive, it will kill him. It will hurt me. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So I want you to understand that in this life, there are things that it doesn't mat- matter if you're naturally endowed to do it. If you're naturally someone that is good with with figures, with um, numbers, or you're someone that's just good with, with um, like Samia, you're good with, Putting policies together, it's not enough to take you into your life. It cannot. It will not. What God has to do is, if He's going to allow you to be somebody that can serve in that capacity, you you had to have been tested and approved. You know, quickly when I was reading Psalm 109, I was 19. I was looking at some people, and they are already getting tired, and I said, like, okay life will bring you to a place where you will look for the word simply if if you've got good in your heart you look for the word but you see what was funny is that in that scripture it kind of went in passing that your word is tested there is, listen to me there is nothing this is actually my point of everything but I'll give you scripture for it there is nothing in this world nothing at all that will be granted to someone without testing There is nobody, there is nothing that will enter this world that will escape the testings of God. Remember that the scripture also showed us two people who will build a house and life will test it. The storms of life will come and test how it was built. Another scripture tells us that everything that someone has built will be tested with fire too. So my emphasis or what I'm trying to draw your attention to is that you see as great as Remy is, as likable as Remy is, she will not attain anything unless she enters that classroom, is tested and approved. But I think the point I want to stress to you so that you don't get lost like our parents is that just because you haven't um, taken part in your test, doesn't mean God won't promise so you have visions you have dreams you have potentials it doesn't mean that you have that thing manifested no did you hear what I said guys please I'm trying to say it as basic and repeat myself because you know it's simple things that we despise and overlook it doesn't matter how much potential investments have come until you are tested and approved will not come whatever will come will not be enough to build a life or help anybody unless you understand its seed so he says do not lay a hand on the boy yeah he said do not do anything to him now i know that you fear god because because because
2: you have not withheld from me your son yeah your only son abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns, Mm. he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide Mm. and to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided.
0: To this day and we won't go into this maybe another word, till this day that place will now be called and to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. You know, I said to you the other day that God is trying to tell a story through you, right? So there are things that you will do that will tell a generation an act of God. That it will be upon the mountain of the Lord. So wherever I can find God's mountain, remember I started off with saying that mountains can be people, Pharaoh and all. It will be provided there. What was God trying to show us? Source. God was trying to show us where you will get things from. It's on a mountain. Where is water taken from? Where's water taken from? Does anyone did anyone study geography? Oh God, we need to send, we need to send some people. Where does it come from? You know the cycle. I just seen you see. It. Well, where does it start from? Huh? Huh? It comes from the world going. Huh? Okay, <laughs> it comes from the top of the mountain. She's correct. You know that theory always made me. I I never understood that. You would see a uh, ocean, you see rivers, you see streams, but the source is the mountain. You hear it. So you see what the problem is, yeah. People are following a mountain called Pastor Toby, for example, but they are their own providers. They don't know that it's because of what Abraham said, because God was trying to show or tell a story through the life of Abraham, that it will be upon the mountain of the Lord that certain things will be provided. I look at people who are trying to do business or trying to do life. They go into relationship now. They're trying to do it. The problem is, is that now relationship gives you a sense of thinking you provide. But there's a mountain allocated to people. This one's called the mountain of the Lord. It is there it will be provided. These things I'm saying to you now sounds funny. But you'll think about it. when you, if, if you dare to meditate, you'll think about it. And you'll realize what God was always trying to tell. Geography, history is still preaching the word of God. Do you remember? You was the one that reminded me that there was a video of a man that he studies the stars and everything. And... Um, through that he can the vibrations that comes out of animals, and was able to find out it was playing a tune of how great is our God. Do you remember when I taught you that? That was a long time ago. Uh, don't worry about that. Some of you weren't there. What I'm trying to say is that every single thing speaks of God's glory. When David actually started to look at natural things and say they speak of Your glory, he was not trying to be poetic. He had entered a dimension. Carry on reading. I want to take us to a scripture.
2: The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. Yeah. And said, I swear by myself.
0: So now because of what you've done, I swear by myself, declares the Lord.
2: That because you have done this and have not withheld your son.
0: What was the this that he did? You know, quickly you would say sacrifice, but it wasn't. And that's why I'm even more happy that scripture actually shows us that Isaac didn't actually die. What was the this, if I can say it like this, that he did? Have you remembered me going ahead of myself so that you can understand why I'm speaking very simply to you today? Have you remembered scriptures when Samuel, who was in line with God totally, remember Samuel was someone that when Israel rejected God, he thought they were rejecting him. And God had to tell him, look, it's not you they're rejecting, it's me. Meaning this was a man that had become so one with God. In in other words, he was God on earth. That's why his words won't fall to the ground. It was his mouth that taught us something that is very important to God. He said that, look, don't you know that obedience is better than sacrifice? What am I teaching you today? Life's, Life's lesson on obedience. That's everything I'm teaching you today. This is the reason why I've said that your mind, you have to know that it's subordinate. It does not, it cannot be source. It's the mountain of the Lord that is the source of it all. Life starts at the mountain top. So you see, when I saw Pastor Toby, I discerned a mountain that provides for me. Water comes from here. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Again, is it possible for someone to sacrifice, yeah, but not yet be obedient? 100%. I think Cain sacrificed as well. God didn't accept it. I think scripture also said, a man can say that I'll burn up my body. But if it's not love, it's not counted. So what God actually is trying to teach an Iman Akin, a Josh, a Nia, is this this life that we see it is a huge test of obedience that's the in and out of everything I'm saying to you today that's the conclusion every single thing so why I'm speaking as gently as this and I'm trying to emphasize certain points is because you now have to ask yourself in the point of meditation when you live here and this atmosphere in the secret of your, lo- your, of your own life affair why do you get into a place where you're tested think about it like this you get to a place where you're outside of here and all of a sudden the carnal self of you arises and it's there you're just thinking why does certain sin or urges of sin never go you have to say it's the same thing as us asking God why didn't you just take away the God the tree of knowledge and evil because It's been a big test from the beginning. God set up Adam here to test him for a life. No, are you listening to what I'm saying to you? No, listen to what I'm saying to you. Again, please forgive me that I have to keep repeating this. This life is a huge life of test. You're fighting the good fight of faith. There's a test it, it you're liking to an athlete who's running for a prize it's a test because the life of an athlete is not actually the the reason why an athlete athlete will run a race and try to win yes they may have a pride in winning but there's a reward attached to it i don't think you run on that on that track for 24 7 of your life you're doing that for a life you want to purchase I was looking at one of the biggest MMA, the um, the heavyweight, um, Francis, um, I can't remember how to say his surname, and you look at his life story, someone, because he was growing up in a poor background, he was a man of labor, and he had no choice but to get into boxing, and then they said, okay, get into MMA, because it's easier for him to get into MMA, and now he has become a heavyweight champion, or whatever he is, and he can go back, you see, the heavyweight thing... The title means nothing. I watched another video of Tyson showing his titles and he said, this is all garbage. Because that itself is not the reward. I need you guys to listen to me. The test which can seem like it's your whole life is only a gateway to a life. So those belts means nothing. Now, it was only a gateway to a life. A person will fight and you see them crying. In a football match, they'll cry if they lose or if they win sometimes because they know that their passing, their passing of this test gave them, gave them entry into a certain life. This Francis guy I'm talking about, he can now go back to his country, a man that can't speak English well, but pushed himself against limits, passed the test. And was able to gain a certain life. And through that life, he's now a blessing to his country. I keep saying this. I believe that the people that God will consider as his, we're going to be shocked how many of them are outside of the church. We're going to be so shocked. So now he says, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, go on,
2: I will surely bless you. And make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Mm. Your descendants will take possession of their cities, of their enemies. Why? And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Why? Because you have obeyed me.
0: Not because you sacrificed, but because you obeyed me. If you're obedient, you will sacrifice. If you sacrifice does not necessarily mean you've obeyed. So I get why, again, recent weeks PT. taught us on Hebrews, why there's some people, you know the offerings, it says that this was only a shadow. And he actually said that these things are a reminder of your guilt. So what is God looking for most from us? Not our sacrifice? because you can sacrifice without being obedient. I look at people, people come and tell me and, I've learned this with pastoring. People eventually have to allow people to live their lives simple they will always say what they want to say and it's what they want to say. Have you met with someone and you're speaking with them and no matter what you say, they know what you're going to say. Why are you meeting me then? Like You're just keeping me trapped here. I want to play Ludo. No, you, you leave people to live their life. But you have to allow people to choose because it's a right that God gave. You can't take that from them. Hebrews 5 verse 7, let's look at Jesus' life and um, let me start to round this up. What's the lesson that God's trying to teach us simply? So in this fasting, what am I looking for? I'm asking God every area that I still have a hold, an entitlement, a right to, help me to get rid of it. Does that mean you abandon things? No, I just know that they are God's. Carry on reading, go on. During the days of Jesus' life on earth... He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Go on.
1: And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Why
0: was he heard, guys? So he wasn't heard because he was Jesus. He was heard because of his reverent submission. Imagine something that was given to him. In reverence, he can give it up. In reverence, he can give it back to God. He considers God. You know, until God becomes bigger than anything you aspire to be, you can't really submit yourself to him. Because eventually a certain level of finance will come and then that finance begins to war with God. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Go on. Son though he was. I love this. Son though he was. Go on. He learned obedience from what he suffered. What's the test of life? obedience son though he was entitled though he was inheritance was for him though he was a son he still had to learn and what was it that he had to learn obedience what did Abraham have to learn before he can give God can give him nations obedience what is God looking for in you before he can give you the wealth of nations obedience but guess what you see what I'm saying it sounds so simple but you see if you keep the affairs of life a a young girl is concerned about a relationship and that's it you're already shortchanging yourself for nations because the reward of a son is actually only nations did you hear what I said it's nations son though he was entitled though he was so in other words God said just because you're my son it doesn't mean you are allowed to escape the test you have to go through the test you are the son of God and everything is given to you but you have to go through the test this is the reason why I said everything on this earth every man and woman that will come through this earth will have to pass that test and I said to you earlier on that 1k even though that can seem a lot to somebody else is nothing to God because God knows what it is you love someone loves their image That's what you're going to have to give up. That's what God is using to test your obedience because it must be what your heart is completely given to that will really test your obedience. So the obedience, you see this life test of obedience, it cannot be done with material things. It can only be done with your life. God has to test what is your life. Again, if you are someone that wants to be rich, if God really wants to take you there, he will allow business to boom. He will allow money to come. And it's then he will ask for you. Because it's become your life. The other day we said to each other, we was thinking about when PT said, look, if a billion comes to you today and that same day it was requested of you, would you be able to give it? You know, the zealiest person would say quickly, yes. The person that really wants to do it will go back and say, God, right now I can't. That's the reason why I don't have it. And they will begin to ask God, strengthen me in my inner man so that Christ can dwell. Because you see, if I don't, if I can't give up what is life to me, then the life of God can't dwell here. It can't be two different lives. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what? Go on.
1: Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Yeah. And once made perfect. And once made perfect.
0: It's only at that point of perfection, he became source. So when I was talking about mountains of the Lord being the source, this is what I'm trying to say. Before you can become the mountain that provides, that is the source, you had to become perfect in obedience. He became the source of eternal salvation for all who what? Obey him. Go on.
1: And was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. And he was designated by God to be high priest in the order of
0: Melchizedek. So I want you to actually think about these things. What I feel that God has laid on my heart to do or speak to you about is something that should you really want to take nations, you need to go back and meditate on. What area I've seen women, I've seen men who their emotions can skyrocket over a relationship over things over money over celebrations birthdays weddings but you see that's not a problem God is poking you so you can see you can see what is considered life can you give it up in this land of teaching because if you can't give it up in the regions if you move past that space without passing the test you won't have life imagine after Christ has, because scripture said that he learned obedience from what he suffered the only suffering I saw was him dying on the cross that's the only suffering I saw and when he died on the cross when he resurrected then he told us yeah there is actually life after so death is the stamp of your test after this test there's another life so he's come and showed everyone yeah there's another life Matthew 28 verse 18 Matthew 28. Let's end with
1: this. Look at what he says. Go on. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Read verse 18 again. Then Jesus came to them and said, Then Jesus came to them. Read from verse 17. Let's see what it says from there. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Okay, verse 16. Sorry, I'm trying to find something. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go.
0: They had to meet him on a mountain again. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Yeah? When they saw him, they worshipped him. When they
1: saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Yeah. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Mm. Therefore, This is what I want you to so every promise you know christ as son
0: his inheritance was all authority and power but he could not have it until he passed the test so when he came and made this statement he's actually saying i've passed my test so there's certain things so this is god saying to us and this is why we have to speak like this guys god is actually saying look you feel entitled this is why i had to take you to the scripture that says son though he was let me just use this example man though you are doesn't mean you have the life that men should have or let me use women woman though you are doesn't mean you have a marriage or doesn't mean you have children you have to learn obedience if not the things that you should have you cannot Because these things, God will not give it to you until you learn obedience. And what is the obedience? God needs to see that you can give up your son or whatever you consider life here. Why? Because the real inheritance he wants to give is the nations. If you don't learn how to give up money, when nations are given to you, you will not give it up. Then you will become the very people that God is against. So notice the life of Christ what Paul will begin to tell us later that the thing or scripture will tell us that everything was put under Christ's feet but ultimately everything will be handed back to God so that God is all in all. So everything that God is trying to teach you today and you see again, I understand that what I'm saying to you may make no sense at all but everything that we're doing today is a test for if we can be approved for the real life. There's a life after this. So I look at people with money and they can't, you see, when a certain money comes into their hand, you will know it's their life. And you see, it's never easy to give up life. So what I'm saying to you, I'm not trying to assume that the giving up of life is easy. This is the reason why now when we go into prayer or when we go into worship, as you're worshiping, as you're praying, you're asking God to strengthen you you're asking God to help you because unless we pass that test all the promises will not be given to us unless we pass that test and I had to show you the scripture so you know that there's not one person if Christ's son though he was had to learn obedience he had to go to this land of teaching and had to pass the test in order to have even the things that was given to him before if he's going to have that he has to pass the test how much us there's a lesson we have to learn I'm telling you what will make it simple to you and this is the way I'm just putting it in my mind should I just be honest with you I think this is the safe thing everything in my life is a seed I think that's just the safest way everything I'm not just talking about handing over of money my marriage is a seed it's something that God gave he wants to harvest for his own good it's not about me now I took you through scriptures Psalm 119 you'd see the emphasis on David he was talking about wanting to obey the precepts obey the law he knew that the test of life is his obedience so this is why I'm emphasizing this to you oh because you see the problem is and this is why we're going to have over time certain meetings when you go back to your place of delegated power you can forget everything not knowing that you see what is in your hand it actually belongs to God And he's going to use that to test you. Every single thing is a test for if God can give us nations tomorrow. If we can pass that test, and it's not impossible, guys. How did Christ do it? Every single day, petitions, crying out to God. This was son. Please, I I have to bore you with this, but I have to say he was the son. You would have thought that it would take less effort. For him to obtain what he needed to obtain from God. But for him, he knew he had to cry vehemently. Am I saying that every day Elohim should hear Kedah crying in his room, wailing? No, I'm saying that there should be a deep passion in you. Asking God to save you from death. What is death? Yourself. Death is that you can take up. Remember that death was not given by God man took up death for themselves so the things that i take up in this life that will kill me or shortchange me of the life that god wants to give this is what we have to pray to god because it's in our nature to take in the things that will make us die that will make us cut off if I had time I would have taken you to different scriptures maybe you should go and check it yourself different translations of Hebrews 5-7 you would see that what what Christ was begging for what he was horrified the scripture actually said that he was praying against the horror of being um, shrinking away from God he didn't want that separation so young girls should be careful to look at their body as their whole harvest of life it's a seed Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It's a seed. What God is looking for, if Elohim can play the keys, it's a seed. He can't determine what is done with it if he's going to enter another life. If God is going to trust you, Sicily, with stuff, you must understand that your only way to prove that you'll be able to give up Isaac is that God will cause situations for you to give up things that are less than your love before. I think the reason why Abraham can give up Isaac is because he had already learned to give up Ishmael. He'd already learned to give up Lot. There were situations that God would give you. So our giving is preparing us for the giving. And these are words that we can't forget, please, please, I beg you with everything. And these these are the prayers I prayed, these were the scriptures I read. I went back and listened to Pastor Toby from last night and I said, this is what I need to understand in this fasting. That my test is this obedience. I can I be found obedient because that's the only way he knows that you're begotten of him. And once that happens, every promise will be brought into manifestation. I want us to spend a moment just to pray in the spirit. I want you to meditate on the things I've said. Because, like I said, you see, people say when I have, that's when I'm going to give. And that's the it's that mindset that makes God make sure you don't have. Because you cannot say you're going to be faithful when you have a lot. The only way you're going to have a lot is by this. The Bible says he who is faithful with small will be faithful with big, simple. If I'm faithful with what is in front of me. And it doesn't matter. Listen, don't allow anyone to play you, to make you guilty and think, oh, this is too small. No, everything I am. For me, I'm just telling you what I've said in my own prayer before I've come down to share this with you. Everything in my life is a seed, cars, clothes, marriage, everything, child. I'm not trying to have a child so that I can have a toy or a handbag that I'll be carrying. It's a seed. I know that at a time when God's ready to call that child into what he needs to, that's for them. I'm using these things so that you can think because quickly. successful business in your hand can become your life that you're struggling to give up and let me just give you an idea of this and please hear me from the word stop trying to ask through meetings i'll be political ask yourself how you feel when you have that idea of giving up i spoke to one of your sisters and said get rid of this business for this and they couldn't because that's become their life now you see I said if God loves that person God will crash that business if not that thing will grow and remember when the bible says unless the Lord builds the house them who build will build in vain remember when I told you last year that word that the scary part of that word is that God will allow the people who are building in vain to build and it's only after they've built a whole life that they'll realize this was in vain now for us we're still at foundations work So I've spoken to one of your brothers, one that is here, and I said, Look, I get that you want to do property. I get that you want to do trade. And if you see my life or you see the people here as successful and having, I want you to understand there's a foundation. It's family. It's family. It's this. It's word. It's family that's created from the word. If not, you would hear me, but you'll be hearing what you're saying in your own head. And then eventually you'll get frustrated because it will look like I'm holding you back then you're going to go and try only for you to see that you never came up to be anything let's spend some time in prayer just open up your mouth and begin to pray in the spirit the test of life is obedience life lesson of obedience I want you to pray for a moment I'm going to leave us to pray for a moment before we start to worship Amen. Amen. Psalm 1. I took you to Psalm 19. I wanted you to see how Psalms begin. Our prayers, or what our meditation is, and I'm hoping you've gathered what I was trying to say, or what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. What you consider life is not actually life, it's a test. And it's a test for a life that you can only see once you've gone through the test you can't see past your test you must go through your test so i don't want cod to be a people who grow up weak you have to be strong i remember there was a time on periscope days i think it was pastor toby on periscope and i think it was kida that made a comment i think and we basically declared ourselves like the extremists You know, if you're going to really drive a faith, there's always going to be those who really are. They're like the extremists. Those are the people willing to put their life on the line. But guess what? It's them that you talk about. And Malcolm X, till this day, we still talk about it because he knew his life was endangered. But there was something he put his life down for. Uh, the question I want you to ask, and this is a very, uh, very type of reflective type of seekers today. The question I want you to ask for is, ask yourself is, what are you willing to do or give up just to obey? You know, sometimes, here yeah, just to be political, you keep the things that you should have given up or gotten rid of. David begged God to give him word so that he can obey the precepts so that he can obey the word I've realized God tries tries but remembers the test there's only so much help the invigilator can give you so one day your word came and said this is not it and you kept refusing you kept refusing you kept refusing guess what with your refusal then satan starts to speak guess how satan speaks God speaks through the medium of the word. Satan speaks through the medium of the word. The way you can tell the difference is the heart behind it. No, did you hear what I said? So, have you ever been with someone? And as a pastor, you see this. A word came clear, this is it. And you refused it to the point that you start to hear through the word that it is. Even though it's not. Now you see the problem with people of truth, they're offensive, they're offensive because you see, did you hear David? David called men his enemies who disobeyed the law, not because, you know when we were reading it, I knew that some people were just not paying attention. David declared enemies, not because they did anything to him, but because they were against God's word. So I look at people and it's not because they're bad, but their life is, you see the life that they have. They want to hold on to it. They want to save it. And God is saying, no, you're only looking like that. You're only behaving like that because you're only currently exposed to this life. So that's why we have preachers who speak of a new world. Everyone that led a nation, they speak of a new world. Martin Luther King as a preacher is preaching of a new world where white people and black people can coexist, they can cohabit. That's a new world. At the time, it don't make sense. But the people who can believe in it will give up what they need to give up here to see that life. So the question you have to ask yourself daily is what are you willing to give up? And I'm not saying that we'll get it right all the time, but look a man showed us that he can get to a place whereby he fully obeys and he said the time when he wasn't fully obedient God afflicted him now look you can choose to be afflicted by his word or allow circumstances to afflict you let me give an example a person knows that this sin is wrong but cannot give up but guess what every service they're afflicted by the word that's what God wants to give you is an opportunity as a way out of that struggle the word because you hear the word and you hear that you you hear words that flesh and blood can never inherit and for people that really want this like I mean we're desperate for it it hurts you it's not just a quoting of a scripture it hurts you and I'm not speaking random things ask those that know personal things about my life that I'm there's a time I heard a word and I was like okay I'm gonna end this thing and it was my brothers that was begging me, he's like, you're crazy. I said, let me be sure. <laughs> let me not assume. Let me be sure. What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to do just to obey? Because that's life's test. Again, the question is God, why did you keep a tree that was able to destroy the whole mankind right in front of them? In fact, you placed it right in the middle. To give choice. Why was choice given to see your obedience? Can you give up what is life to you for a life he wants to hand over? Someone, so that we can know how we can get to a place where we love obedience. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, yeah?
2: Or stand in the way that sinners take, yeah? Or sit in the company of mockers, mm. but whose delight is in the law of the Lord.
0: That's it. The person that will be someone that can obey is someone who finds delight in the word. Again, look at Psalm one hundred and nineteen. That's one of the, the the latter scriptures. But the beginning that starts Psalm, he says, "This is the way to it. This is how it starts." Can you find delight in the word? But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night? Someone can say, "Okay, but it's not that I don't find joy in the word, but..." I prefer Netflix, do you understand? I ask, and it's the honest thing, because some people, let me tell you something, if God gave them, if God made it to them that look, you will not be guilty and you won't miss anything, they will pick Netflix over the word, 100%. Am I lying? You guys are actors, you're gonna say now that I'll pick the word, You're, you're, you're lying. But what I'm trying to say is that you see meditation, it expands something that's small. You start to see a world. You start to see the words that you're reading working for you. You start to see the power of God at work in your life. So but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. So if I want to learn how to love, it's meditation. It's hearing PT. And that's why God gives you examples of people who are able. You know, I'm, I'm challenged when PT says that he could be working a shift and he will keep a tape playing throughout the whole shift until the tape breaks I look at that and how do I then how do you then assume that we're going to end up what he is without having that same delight but guess what does he not have the things you will delight in if someone had a wardrobe just of Louis Vuitton as much as you want to act you'll be happy you'll feel better when you're dressing up but how did he get that he found his delight first carry on reading. go
2: that person, is like a tree planted, that person
0: is like a tree planted by streams of water, yeah?
2: Which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers.
0: So the, expl- the explanation of that person is like a tree is that whatever they do prospers. The person that can find delight in the word. So this is where we start. I'm just telling you some of the things that I'm praying for in this fast. I want, a, I want to love the word more. Than I ever have. It will make me. Because I'm in love with the word. I will want to obey it. You can't lo- You can't obey what you don't love. Are you hearing me? It's like. I remember Anna speaking. To, no maybe it wasn't Anna. But time ago. When she first came or so. It's easier for me. To tell her to do something. Because there's a relationship here. It might not have been you actually. Because it, maybe it was Tom. Or I was one of the two. Because they're the difficult ones I deal with. But Anna's getting better. was receiving strength. Say, man. No, I'm joking. But on the serious note, they were saying they, whatever they were saying is that it's easier. Look, you see, PT can say anything to you and you would do it because you love him. But you see, your parents, they can say exactly what PT's saying. And I know you say, oh, I love my parents, but in life, you don't love them, <laughs> you don't want to be them. No, whatever they do, the man that delights in the word, this is why we can spend time in worship. This is the reason why we can stay time in prayers. I always say that uh, still COD hasn't got to a place where we can sit. You know, uh, going back to old days when, for example, someone like myself, P. Ricks and all of that, yeah, we can sit the whole day in the word. We can sit there, we can worship, we can pray. And I'm not saying that there's a boasting in that. I'm saying that there's a love life there. There's a love life. You you don't begin to complain with the person you love. You can spend time with them. Again, and this is how I end, and then we can go into worship for however long you guys can go. Once I feel like you guys are dropping, I'll just say, okay, let's share the grace. But you see this course, and I, let me say the way PT said it yesterday, this course of nation taking is very demanding. I can't, I can't lie to you, it's demanding. The things that you you hear God is asking for is demanding but you see the things that demand more for you if you go to school the courses that demand more for you is probably the most rewarding if, if a course is not too demanding if a course is not too demanding it's to show you that the reward of it is not that great think about the life the intensity like Pastor Dami was saying yesterday the total immersion you must have to have a certain result in life think about your uni course there's certain courses that you've heard people went and did politics for example or something like that whatever it's called you know there's different names politics yeah and they went to go and do it and it's when they entered the course they enrolled they entered the cor- the course and then the unfolding of the curriculum <laughs> and the courses the modules made them say i can't do this So I I realized something, and this is how I want to end. The intensity of the course filters. It filters. So when PT kept saying, God, Christ took people to the mountain, I get it. Because there's never going to be a time PT taking us to a mountain. But I realized it's the demand to get to a height. There will just be people that will drop out. So look at the dropout rates of certain courses. This is why we started off saying count in the cost. And this is why I'm spending time because you see what I believe. And this is why I started to pray. And let me say this. I said to myself, guys, and this is what I'll be saying to the leaders when I have a meeting with them next week. Look, we cannot begin to um, glory in the masses of people that follow us. We can't be someone that just says, oh, we have a lot of people. It's the quality of people that comes out that we should glory in masses can turn around any moment anything can happen and masses could come so my thing would be how do we get Sade to a place whereby she's a leader she's a she's someone that the world needs she's bright she's sharp in everything whatever it is she's doing she's the best at it how do we get that's where we're going COD now but guess what all of these things come from the people who are able to delight in God's word Are you hearing me, guys? So I want you to think about these things. Again, as we go into worship, I want you, as you're worshipping, meditate. Think about the things that we've said. And if these things are hard to hear, just think about your journey in Christ so far. Why is it that things are not happening? You just have to know, are you giving yourself to this as you should be? Or is there something that is...